Welcome to the One Speed MMA Podcast with yours truly, Flying Smitty. I'm Ethan Bradbury. Hey, Ethan Bradbury. Slamming. Rip headphones. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> we apologize in advance. We've been watching YouTube No, we videos. did not apologize in advance. Oh. <laughs> I apologize in uh, after in, I wrecked your speakers. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll turn that down in the actual uh, uh, the podcast itself. H3H3's fault. Go dislike their videos. Don't yeah. do that. They're they're in a legal dispute. They need all the the positivity they can get. Yeah. What was it? Mo and Mo and Ethan, Ethan and Mo. Ethan and Mo TV. Yeah, down downvote Slam them it. and prank invasion. <laughs> <laughs> We're spending too much time on YouTube. It's what I do for work, and apparently that's what uh, Carson does for work as well. For life. <laughs> Not a ton of news this week in MMA. The last podcast uh, was super enjoyable with a ton of things to talk about. This just in, I did get your dog in another Darsh choke. You did. So that's MMA news. He doesn't know how to defend it, though. You figured after the first time he would have learned, but he didn't even... (laughs) I've never choked him out, so he's doing pretty good. I guess that's good. I've never seen him go to the gym. Cuteness is a defense. Yeah. I can't actually... (laughs) Once he starts going... His head's just perfect for it. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, sorry, I'm looking at this. Mayweather versus McGregor post moratorium on Reddit here to see if anything new is happening. But I don't I don't think it is. I mean, the fight will it's most likely be a rough happen. One. We're going to have to throw some things in because it's going to be... Some ers and ars in there. <laughs> yes. Also, go watch some Clone High while you're at it. Yes. 100%. Not a lot of people watched that. Ayura, Wanera, I think there's a Mayweather-a. YouTube page called Mr. Butlertron. That's where I watched all of mine. Mr. Butlertron. Wesley. Anyway, let's get back to the important things. One second on that. Okay. And YouTube. This is topical for both of those things. I was on there. Or no, I was on Reddit a while ago. And I was talking and somebody put dot, 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 Wesley. And I said, I hope that's... Uh, if that's a clone high reference, I love you. And then I can't remember what it was, but it was not a clone high reference. Was it from uh, Princess Bride? Probably wherever they got it from. Probably Princess Bride. You should have made fun of the guy after. Uh, I just told him I didn't love him, like I promised him I would if it was a, <laughs> if it was a reference to to clone high. <laughs> yeah, well, I wouldn't have loved him either because if it's a if it's to uh, Princess Bride rather than rather than Clone High, then I don't appreciate it. I don't appreciate that person <laughs> or their posts. I want to see where I want to see where I posted it. Whatever, I can't posted find it. it. But, um, yeah. Yep. Yep. Found it. It was on the Wonder Woman on the Wonder Woman official trailer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad that you took the time to find that on reddit rather than just youtube my comment how else am i supposed to find no my no comment? no no the, the official trailer i can go search for it it was just on reddit it would be on reddit <laughs> it, it would on, just be on reddit. it was on our movies um yeah why won't you just show me the whole thing this is stupid anyways let's talk mma yeah let's talk wonder woman mma so invicta was on this weekend i didn't watch it i'm guessing you didn't either Avenger apparently is a, a pretty big hit within the women's community. She won her belt or retained her belt um, after I think it was a some kind of controversial call or whatever. I don't. What we're not going to talk about it. If you watched it, you watched it. If you didn't, you didn't. Um, she uh, finished the fight in the second round by a rear naked choke. Um, yeah, man, there really isn't much going on in MMA this week. No, Mark DXC versus. Uh, Paul Felder, which isn't that big of a deal. Let's get right into Rampage Jackson. So for those that don't know, Rampage Jackson was on ESPN, which is like unheard of. Like I think there's been a handful of MMA fighters on ESPN. To be fair, he's probably been on it a ton. They just never aired it. Like, no, (laughs) no, no. Rampage Jackson is the dude that... I I don't necessarily like him after the ultimate fighter with Rashad Evans when he came off as a bad guy after losing his belt to uh Forrest Griffin and going on a cocaine rate like bender through the streets of Las Vegas and just complaining sexually harassing almost anyone that's ever given him an interview whether it be male or female 
The only good thing I think he's ever done is call Ariel Hawani in the middle of the night on his on his Twitch channel. For his fans. For his fans. Just being lit up. Like, Rampage Jackson is kind of the worst of the worst when it comes to UFC fighters. Well, ex-UFC MMA fighters. And so, he was on ESPN just recently, and he basically said... And I understand, but he said that he wishes he would have just stayed home in Memphis and joined the family business and probably not have picked up and left when his sister was eight and and been an MMA fighter, Um, which I understand a lot of people that we talk, you know, that I've talked to that have gone on tour with bands and different things like that are like, hey, I don't have any of my own friends. I never see my family. I'm always on tour. You know, it'd be really good to be able to stay home for a longer amount of time, but I have to go make money. But, like, Rampage always fights in Japan. He fought in Pride. Like, no one would give two shits about him if he hadn't been in the, you know, in MMA. And so I understand also what he was saying about, like, being in the family business, which is construction. Because if he owned a construction business, he'd probably make more money than he would have in MMA. In long, We're talking long term. We're talking, like, million-dollar contracts for, like, building cell phone towers. Not, like, doing construction outside of somebody's house. Mm. I mean, we don't know what he would do. Yeah. We have no idea. So, I mean, that's... But you it, I think he has a much higher probability of being rich, just being known and in the entertainment world. Um, I, and I agree. owning a business, even if he has, like, high construction, it'd be pretty hard for him to get just to build a big construction business on his own. And I assume they're pretty well established, but they probably do residential or simple commercial or something like that. So I, I highly doubt they're swimming in the money, but it's a good, it's a good profession that he would have yeah. money for a long time. Um, and him being famous might have helped his family. You never it's kind of like Kendrick. I think a lot of that just comes from sur- kind of like survival's guilt um, yeah. where you get out and everybody else stays there and then you don't get to really know everybody. You lose contact with them. Um, and, and then they blame you for not helping more when you, you have money and they don't. I just think in general too, like he just, he talks about his sister there not getting to know her and, and all of that. Um, I don't, I mean, he answered a question that he was given and yeah. I, I have no problem with what he said. Like, I think he got to do a lot of things that he wouldn't have been able to do any other way. Going to Japan, being mm-hmm. an icon. Um, now he's a personality on Twitch, probably wouldn't have mm-hmm. done that any other, any other way. Um, but it's, it's, we're starting to see this more and more in sports in NFL. People are stepping away early. People are saying they regret things. They people will tell will say their kids will not play football. Arian Foster with Joe Rogan is that mm-hmm. what you're referencing? Well, I mean, more than him, but yeah, yeah, like that's LeBron James. I've heard it from a number of people. Anderson Silva didn't want his kids doing MMA. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot. I think most MMA fighters don't want their kids to be MMA fighters, which right. is super interesting. It's almost like I'm doing this so they don't have to. Like just like immigrant families moving to the United States and living in extreme poverty until they, you know break through so their kids don't have to it's it's a very interesting kind of mindset mm-hmm. after the fact you know i mean even conor mcgregor getting into that he's like i want to do it for five or six years and be done yeah so it seems you know I, it's very interesting that it, this entire sport is built upon us watching people at their peak athletic form fighting each other and then afterwards when they're retired being like i did this so my kids didn't have to like i don't want my kids to do this and a lot of them, I think it's because they feel like their memory's slipping or like their their brain isn't where it needs to be and they don't want their kids to go through that. So I, I completely understand it. I don't, I think I train my kids jujitsu and that kind of stuff, but I don't think I'd want them to be professional MMA fighters. Jiu-jitsu. I mean, look at Jordan, man. The farthest he ever got was a Bellator undercard and he's got to go get MRIs yeah, and get his brain the, checked. And He was on the, the house fight. He was on TV. He yeah. He the house fight for... No, I mean, and he was and he on TV with Bellator too, Koschev. He lost to Koschev. He lost to Dan Rickles, who are both big staples in Bellator's, you know, um, names right now that they built up themselves mm-hmm. as opposed to bringing in for a whole bunch of money. Oh, that's something I wanted to talk. But um, he still has to, you know, he's still worried about his brain long term, which is, is something that even someone that hasn't fought for 20 years and for belts and... Or just 20 years like Brad Pickett or whatever it was has to worry about. I mean, what's his face as well that fought a Bellator who got in the, the car wreck, who got hit by a car? Um, and he'd only fought on Bellator, but he had fought since he was 17. And he had CTE. And he'd only had seven professional fights. So, 
It's a real thing, man. And I, I mean, I understand where Rampage is kind of coming from. He he hasn't had the most stable of life, and maybe he's like, you know what? I wouldn't have gotten a cocaine bender if I just would have stayed home and worked construction, or I wouldn't be this infamous UFC or MMA fighter if I hadn't done all you know, from gone to guy, Japan and so on. From a guy we don't get a lot of introspection from, um, I thought this was on par with some of the more interesting stuff that Arian Foster had said. Like it was yeah. very introspective and. Something that we need to pay attention to moving forward in the sport because um, for someone that's the thing who's too. so outspoken, yeah. yeah and, I, and that's the other thing too. I don't think it's for everybody. Mm-mm. I don't think everybody should get into it. I think everybody should be active and healthy and all that. But that may not be the best way. But that's that's to also say I don't think that we should completely demonize it and regulate it to death and everything. Um, there's there is value in it in competition, but obviously there's more healthy ways that we can do it. The one I, I almost feel like. A lot of these dudes come from martial arts backgrounds, and Rampage is no longer necessarily from that type of background as much as they are today, like the the Stephen Thompsons, the Sage Northcotts, and you know all of the dudes from Brazil that were that were raised in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Like, it's a big difference, and I think a lot of those dudes don't know what else to do. Where they're like, I like doing this, I like competing, and I want you know this is I'd rather go compete and make you know twenty thousand, twenty thousand. Then go work my ass off at, you know, a a 40 hour a week job. You know what else I kind of wonder? I wonder how. So the weird cases that we've had after the fact of people acting weird, your mayhems and stuff like that. Or I wonder how much of it is CTE um, and how much of how much of it is actually they are just weird asses, weird people. And maybe MMA kept them out of that for a long time like for example i think chris lieben's a good example mm-hmm. of how he grew up in the trailer park and things Ed like Herman. that yeah. he could have went a completely different route and mma it did not help him he did get addicted to drugs and stuff like that but he, but he at least anyway. had good friends he had at least a structure that he could go back to because i don't think he would have quit people that worried about him mm-hmm. um i so it's weird it's like how Chell much of and man talks about how weird people are how weird coaches are and how weird mma fighters are well, evan tanner for, man i've said that forever too when people are like oh these guys are all like like wrestlers are weird asses they're yeah. like all my friends and like i like the guys a lot but they're weird mm-hmm. but they're weird like you kind of have to be to do that sport and yeah no wrestlers are one thing but i think MMA fighters are a whole nother thing, especially those that are over a decade old, like the Chel Sonnen, Evan Tanner, uh, Mayhem Miller, the Diaz brothers, the ones that were in it before there was any type of money. Those guys are just weird dudes. And I mean, it's great that they did have this avenue and you're absolutely right. Like who knows where some of these guys would have been had they not have, have had MMA. And you think a lot of people that did boxing, right? That are from the ghetto and they're like, Hey, if I want to have boxing, like, who knows where I would have been. And so all of these things are definitely beneficial in the long run. Well, in the short term, right in the long run, if they have brain injuries and different things like that, like who knows, you know, whether it's beneficial at, at that time in those people's lives. But, that, and that's why I don't think you can regulate it to death. Like people want to do, um, because we don't know how, like we don't know the goods versus the bads. We know, the potential bads of MMA because we have so many examples of it, but we can't really quantify how many things that, how many good things it could have done for people that it didn't affect, like Mm -hmm. that it didn't have a chance to help or anything. Like there's no way to quantify that. So I don't think you can just throw the baby out with the bathwater. Like just, just to go back to what he said, um, I thought it was interesting. I was kind of surprised by it. I don't disagree with him, but especially at a rampage. Yeah. Who really would have been a nobody without MMA. It's a very interesting thing. Very interesting. Speaking of, well, moving along, um, Chris Cyborg has has stepped away from Invicta. She's basically, uh, uh, what's the freaking word? Relinquished. There it is. She's relinquished her Invicta 145 title, making Mackenzie Dern the, the official 145 champion. Do you know that she, that she um, rolled with... Uh... Freaking, what's her face? Gabby? Who did? Cyborg or Dern? Dern. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. You this saw is just, that? This is like, a, what, a couple months ago, right? I don't know. I just barely saw the video just recently. But, dude, that is such... That's like Hoist... I mean, she didn't win, but that's almost like Hoist Gracie-esque. Like, she, that is like him going out there and fighting huge-ass guys. Like, 
She wanted Gabby's to, huge. They're going to bring her in. If they keep the 145 division, which they may not, may not, they have to keep they have to bring Mackenzie Dern in. She's the only one that's been competitive at 145. And Same. it wasn't Invicta, but I mean, she's still competitive. So, they're saying Cyborg may or may not be back in July. Which is weird because doesn't that seem like a pretty quick turnaround after her suspension? I mean, I know it's just just diuretics, but I figured she would have a long. I mean, that might be a year, maybe, but I figured she'd be suspended for longer than that. I guess it's only two years if it's steroids, or they take into account whatever. I don't know. Maybe the UFC paid them off and said we won't have a one forty five division unless she comes back. So here's some money, please, please let her back in. I don't know. I just say do away with the 145, do away with 115, do away with 135 men's, 125 men's, and add 175 and 195 and make 175, or add 175, 165, 175, 185, 195. 185 already exists. You know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, and if you don't, go listen to what? Was it last week or two weeks ago? That we I don't know. It. Just going to start saying it every just week. Just listen to every one of the podcasts. It's on there somewhere. Um, But, I mean... I, I just the 145. I just don't understand why they're bare minimum. I feel like they should do away with 170 and make 165, 175, 185. I don't know why we're making a 145 women's belt. I do know why because they want Cyborg to be and they built it around Ronda and Cyborg. You know, deserves it more. Well, Ronda, to her credit, has never tested positive for steroids. Though she has a lot of weird issues, she's never tested positive for steroids, and so. I, you don't ever build a, uh, a division around somebody that has... And look what happened, Justin. Yeah, but at least one... Four, she should have been doing them all along. 120, yeah, she should. Because her boxing would have got a lot better if she was on steroids. Her that's, recovery would have. She could have boxed more often. That's off. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That that turn would have got better in her, in her punches. <laughs> but everyone knows the 145 division is weak. Mackenzie Dern has got to come over. She's now the United, the uh, undisputed champion in Invicta for whoever knows how long until she comes over. Cyborg will fight fart for will fight GDA. He probably will fart too. Yeah, she may. Uh, speaking of which, did you did you hear the Julie Kedzie interview with Joe Rogan that the New York Times wrote an article about? No. Freaking, oh, this is as bad as Meryl Streep, man. So Julie Kedzie, who actually did a really good job. I, I'm not the biggest fan of Julie Kedzie. Um, don't tell her that on Twitter because she'll track me down and tell me why I'm wrong. But um, she made Joe cry. Oh, I didn't listen to the whole interview. She made him cry. She asked him um, about himself. Well, she asked him a lot about like what keeps him going and stuff yeah. like that. But then he started talking about the Darren Elkin Fight oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said he teared up watching someone just on the verge of death, life or death, and coming back and winning. And he said, "You're going to make me tear up." It was overall a good interview, but she tells the story of her fight out in Russia, which is funny because Jordan has one too, and they always involve Putin, right? So she, right after her fight, gets invited right out to like this royal palace to meet all of these guys, and she's like, "Something smells like shit. Like something smells really bad." And uh, apparently she pooped herself. <laughs> and so she went in there. She cleaned herself up a little bit in the bathroom and actually left her panties in the bathroom just full of poop. And apparently some Russian czar or something like that continued to hit on her. And she was like, he's a one dirty piece of piece of shit. <laughs> if I stunk that bad and he continued to hit on me. And she's she's not a very good looking lady. But nonetheless, she did a, a great interview um, she was the first one I've ever heard like, Joe Rogan, why are you the way that you are? Why do you do what you do? How did you get started? Like, so it was interesting going back and hearing all of that. So it was a good interview. Um, but the New York Times had just picked up the fact that she had crapped herself and then went to this this Russian czar's house and met Putin and all of these Russian diplomats just smelling just terribly of feces. And I didn't read the article, but basically everyone reposted it. Like, really? That's all you picked up? Well, those parties are they're used to bears having feces throughout the house, too, for the wrestling (laughs) match that would ensue. So it's not like... Tigers and bears and mandingos and... It's not like... I mean, the bears' feces is worse than than hers, so it's not a big deal. (laughs) Bear fights? Yeah, that's how they wrestle. Got to wrestle a bear to be... Oh, yeah, Khabib. Yeah, you're right. That's how you get your citizenship in Russia. (laughs) 
<laughs> I forgot exactly what you're talking about. But that makes sense now. I get it. I get it now. Um, so what else was I going to bring up? So that 145, Julie Kenzie, yeah, the New York Times basically just picking that up, which was pretty ridiculous, man. It irritated me a little bit. Uh... What else, man? What else is going on? Um, in MMA, not not a lot. There's a little bit more. If some ad was just playing in the background, I was on SureDog, and they've got all kinds of weird stuff, and I think it was going through to our speakers. So maybe Stupid SureDog. Sure check that out. More like unsuredog. That's what happened with that's what happened with uh, the Chel Sonnen interview, too. You remember that? It all mm. of a sudden started playing in the background. No. Over what we were saying. Someone pointed it out. This is a long time ago. This is like probably 20 episodes ago maybe even more than that now we're remember. killing it we're uh, cruising along UFC 210 not today. <laughs> yeah not today man it's been a rough week in MMA it's been a rough week in general uh, we're having UFC some deaths in weight cutting we could talk oh, about yeah, that yeah man we do need to talk about that that's a huge situation so you just read me one um, Scottish Muay Thai boxer dies from cutting weight he was 17 17 that's that, that means there's two 17 year olds that no then maybe that's i just heard you say okay. that that's what made me think of I was that like, holy crap two 17 year olds um his name is jordan donald um yeah he he was uh so found was. in a heavy sweatsuit so just dehydration uh heat stroke heat stroke, in particular yeah. which is so dehydration yeah yeah um, Damn, it just to a certain point. I mean, this is not spe- this is not specifically MMA, but uh, it's still the same principle of cutting weight. Um, they say, well, you just got to do it healthy. There's healthy ways to do it. By definition, you're doing an unhealthy act. Um, you're depriving yourself of a necessity. Well, without IVs and diuretics, right? I mean, a lot of these people are having a, a much harder time dropping weight. I just think it should be done day of. There's so many issues, man, with weight cutting. So the one I was referencing that was actually a, the 17-year-old was a UK amateur boxer. Um, he had he had gone through all the prior testing. He had passed just fine with his health tests. He went through the entire fight, which was um, three three-minute rounds with headgear. They finished the fight. He lost by decision, and when they went to go name the winner... Um, he fell face forward into apparently into the uh, the ropes, and they realized he wasn't messing around. They gave him CPR on the scene, and he was declared dead on dead on arrival as he got there. Seventeen years old, amateur boxing. I mean, it's one of those things where there's there's people like the guy that you just read that's in a sweatsuit and just basically doing all kinds of damage to his body. And then there's the other guys that are doing everything correctly at 17, just basically doing amateur, and they probably have some kind of weird heart issue. I mean, it's a sad thing, but it's one of those things where, like, as more people get in and more people are doing it, more issues are going to be found with people's health, you know, with their hearts or their brains or whatever else. It's just like football. Remember when everyone was taking diuretics and a whole bunch of caffeine in football and their heights, their hearts were stopping because during summer ball they was just getting too hot? No, it was about five or six years ago, and there's like one person that died. You know, when people are doing full full pads or like full um, full speed no pads and different stuff like that, and that's when they really started to cut down on like full speed no pads because they were like, "This is just inhumane." You got these poor kids out here hitting each other as hard as they can without their pads on in like 120 degree weather while they're sweating, and they're not giving them water until after the plays, and they're dying. And so they really stopped doing a lot of things and going into Arian Foster where he's like, they're not getting paid. You know, they're, they're belittling them. You know, there's this little old coach belittling these huge football players and using psychological warfare to get him what they bas- to do them basically what they want to do. And I don't think MMA's that way because these, most of these guys are like grown ass adults, but you're still going to see deaths until coaches and until camps stop doing certain things, you know, until AKA stops going full speed and, and getting people injured and, and, and things like that. Um, there's, there's going to be a huge, I think, Can't transition of the ball go full speed when our name is one speed. That's true. That's because of you though. What was I doing? Going one speed. Where? At one hit. When we were training. How would you expect <laughs> AKA to do? Yeah. And they're professionals. 
Well, I was trying. You were you, you were even under amateur. You hadn't even had an amateur fight. Well, I was trying. I was trying to fight you. You wouldn't even like <laughs> <laughs> Travis too. Trying to teach him how to try to get up, and apparently he just got me in a guillotine. And then we did it again, and I got right up, and he was surprised how quick I got up. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And then him and Jace decided to go one speed as well. Apparently, it's just our friends. They only know one speed. I never went one speed. There, that's the whole. I mean, I shouldn't dispute that because it's the name of the podcast. But I never. You guys are just both sissies. <laughs> you never. You and I never really went. Which goes to show. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say you and I had it wasn't a spar day because I was there for sparring. So. No, we were there during... No, I have been there okay, for sparring, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I said you were a sissy. You said, well, we never actually sparred, but I still had sparred after that. I don't want to so spar So what does that you. say about you? I could be a sissy. I don't want a busted nose. I don't hit you in the nose. I don't want busted balls. You, bust, hit... you busted my balls, Carson. I have pads on. <laughs> so let's talk, man. Let's talk UFC 210. That's a big thing. There's one more thing. Oh, no, weight cuts. That was one. Uh, 145 division. Oh, no, Bellator. That's what I wanted to discuss. There was a really, really interesting uh, comment on Reddit that I read talking about Bellator signing Ryan Bader. And they said, do you think that the UFC is just allowing Bellator to sign all of these big names so they bloat themselves on high, um, high, bay, high pay athletes and they go out of business? Like, basically, do you think the UFC is setting them up to fail by making them spend all of their money? UFC is not smart enough for that, and they wouldn't start doing that right in a transition period. WME would have to like plan that out for a long time and actually execute that. I, I don't think. I think there might be an element to it of we need to pay. We have these big stars coming up: our Ronda at the time, um, Connor, and so we have to shed some of the weight. This is what you're going to get. Well, I think I should be getting more. Well, if you become champion. You can start getting a cut of the pay-per-views with promotion and things like that. Well, there's no guarantee that I'll be champion because you keep giving fights to either future retirees or people coming out of retirement to fight Michael Bisbing. That's a different weight class. I get that. I'm just saying, generally speaking, from a fighter's standpoint, they're looking at it like, I don't know if I'm going to get a title shot. Well, this is what we're going to give you because we have to pay these guys more money to keep them around. That's my opinion. I don't think that... There's this coordinated effort to sink Bellator that way. There seems to By be over bloating their roster. Yeah, that's that's one. There's way too many things that have to go. That's like on par with 9/11 conspiracy theories. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, it obviously must have happened before in either other promotions or other sports or something like that. Viacom has more than enough money, maybe not to compete directly with WME, but to compete. Um, oh, they they probably have more money than WME. TV money. WME's got like not, Casey Neistat and like that's they've not got to, their agency and their marketing that, and well their, that's not to say that Viacom would be willing to put more money into Bellator if it's not going to have a return. I, I would on actually be, I would actually believe that WME has more money only because WME is an agency as well and they make ten to you know twenty percent or whatever on all of their talent and they own Tom Brady and they own. I don't think that they own LeBron James anymore, but WME has some of the biggest name athletes. And so if they represent them and they're making 10% of their like $25 million contracts, they may have more money than Viacom because Viacom only has TV money. Well, I'll check right now. What's it say? I don't know. Did it come up quick? No. Are you looking up like Forbes top 50 or are you looking up who has more money, Viacom or... Or WME. Oh, this is where they get their money. Professional bull riders. <laughs> that PBR. People think they're turning into a professional drinking contest, but really it's just professional bull riding. And Miss Universe. They also have Miss Universe. They have IMG, Ultimate Fighting Championship, Professional Bull Riders, and Miss Universe. Um, It was founded in 2009. That's it? That's what it says. What the heck? No, no well, yeah. I that's, mean, that's what it what says. It says. Yeah. <laughs> but they might have been something else beforehand. Because it's like William Marshall. William Morris Endeavor. There it is. William Morris Endeavor. I wonder if it's part of that. What is the other Morris? Zach. Yeah, Zach Morris. Saved by the Bell. That's what WME was. Saved by the Bell. Are you looking up net worth? Yeah. So what's it say? It just keeps bringing up the... The four billion buyout, because that's the biggest news in the world. That's it. That's all that matters. 
I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I mean, I understand that maybe they, they could try and overinflate it, but Viacom's not going to get overinflated by fighter salaries. I can guarantee you that. Um, Ryan Bader actually said that he switched over because he wanted the chance to become a champion and the UFC wasn't giving him a title shot. And we did walk through this before, right, where he didn't necessarily deserve a title shot because his only two losses were the people that had fought for a title. So he was always on the brink, kind of like Michael Bisbing, but he never won. Uh, I think he goes into... Bellator and easily wins a championship. He's already beat Phil Davis. I think he outboxes Liam McGarry, which he probably won't box him. He'll probably just take him down and hold him down for three or for five rounds until he gets the belt. But I see Ryan Bader being a champion in in Bellator without any kind of resistance. Maybe Phil Davis for a really boring five round wrestling match. Um, sorry to go back to this really quick. Yeah, um, I was just talking to why you looked it up. I, I figured, but I, um, I still. Anyways, <laughs> um, their revenue. I don't know how to calculate all of this exactly, but their revenue for 2016 is down a little bit, but it was 12 and a half billion almost for Viacom. So they put and a I, third of their overall revenue to that UFC? was Viacom. Oh, Viacom. Okay. Um, and I cannot find WMEs. Let me check revenue. It's probably because they're a secret organization. Um. Yeah, I don't know. So Ryan Bader's contract is not going to break them by any means. All sixty thousand that they're probably paying him. I just don't think that they would actually put that much money into it. Uh-uh. Um. Well, uh, sorry, I'm yawning all the time. I, don't I know. am I, so tired I, right I now. You've and I seen don't their, get it. I think you've seen their walkouts. Their walkouts are pretty uh, high quality, in Bellator. It's probably where they're spending all of their money. It's a big, quiet. They won't tell us. They won't tell us, Justin. They don't have to. Um, they're like a religious organization. But it looks like, from what I can see in the numbers, more or less, I think that actually Viacom does have more money. Um, really? Yeah, but that's not to say how much money because it says like their valuation is like five billion. Um, Viacom's and not Viacom's. Uh, WMEs. This is this is. Yeah, WMEs. But the valuation are, has to be higher than that if they're going to pay $4 billion for the UFC. I don't know how it works exactly. Um, but, because I don't... I mean, there's a lot of investors. Yeah, one of yeah, the investors... Yeah. Yep. One of the investors is... Tom Brady. Um, Silver Lake, which their valuation... AUM, which I have no idea what that means, is $26 billion. So, I mean, they have money. They own Skype. They own um, GoDaddy. They own... Yeah, WME's huge. Dell... The, they represent most of the – they are the agent to most of the biggest uh, athletes, mobile or, uh, YouTube influencers, and uh, movie stars. So Conan O'Brien, Tom Brady, uh, that's why all of those guys – so they bought it for $4 billion, and then I think they let other people invest. And that's where Tom Brady and Conan O'Brien and all those guys' names came from because they, I think, helped contribute back – to uh, WME for them to make their money back basically by investing in the in the UFC, which is it's all interesting, man. All of that business stuff is super interesting. Uh, going outside of uh, UFC, but not for an MMA podcast. No, did you see uh, Snapchat went public? How'd they do? They are bombing big time. Big That's time, sad, big time. and we can discuss. I know the this. young kids like that. Well, thing. we can discuss it after. I, there's there's a lot of reasons why people think they went public at the time that they did. Um, but you know, so let's actually get into UFC 210 now. I think we've discussed basically everything else uh, <laughs> that was that was prevalent this week. A, a lot of stuff that we made more prevalent than it probably needed to be. But that's that's why we're here, you guys, to tell you what you need to learn this week about. We MMA should have just done a non MMA podcast. Um, and tweeted out about it <laughs> as a disclaimer so people knew in that way because it was a very slow week. Hey, we'd still get 100 listeners. We'd get there. We love you, 100. Yeah, the 100 of you that tune in. We appreciate it. Uh, so let's let's talk Will Brooks, Charles Oliveira. Um, are you familiar with Will Brooks yet? No. Two fights ago, you were not. He fought uh, Brazilian Cowboy and lost, broke a rib. Remember that? Mm-hmm. So now he's fighting Charles Oliveira, who won his last fight but lost to... Other cowboy. No. Uh, Charles Oliveira lost to Anthony Pettis. Wait. Oh. Yeah. He lost to Anthony Pettis. Who else? He, 
Maybe his last well, fight was to Anthony up. Pettis. I'm looking this up now. Sorry, guys. I, I should know too. this. Oh, Ricardo Lamas, he, he lost, lost to two, as well. And then Anthony Pettis before that. Oh, man. And, and Max Holloway. So he beat Miles Jury, but he's he's three out of four. That's rough. Those are big. Those are big names, though. Oh no, those are huge. top of yeah. the division for sure. That's like That's you, you, you beat any of those guys, you get a title shot. Yeah. I like Charles Oliveira, man. He was beating Anthony Pettis until the third round, and he actually came out to fight. That's one thing I like about him. The guys that he's lost to, lost to Donald Cerrone, Cub Swanson, Frankie Edgar, Max Holloway, Anthony Pettis, and Ricardo Lamas. The top, top of the top. But he hasn't he, beat anybody big either, other than Miles Jury and Nick Lentz, Jeremy Stevens. But that was a unanimous decision, not incredibly amazing. Anyways, um, what were you saying? Will Brooks. Will Brooks performed really well. He came forward from Bellator. He hated Bellator. Uh, finally got out of his contract, came over to the UFC, was supposed to do really well, beat Ross Pearson in his first fight, and then lost to uh, Cowboy. Isn't it Cowboy Oliveira? Isn't his last no, name? No, wrong one. That's what I was thinking in my head, but it's not him. Um, I don't know why I was thinking that. It's uh, Charles Oliveira. Oh, no, sorry. He's not Alex Oliveira. It is. Hmm? It's Alex Cowboy Oliveira. That's who he lost. Right, to. I'm just saying Charles Oliveira is not Cowboy. I thought that's what you yeah, were asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Sorry. Cause Alex Oliveira. Because they both had the same last name. So he basically has to beat him so he doesn't lose to all of the Olivetas in the UFC. But Will Brooks was supposed to come over and just, I mean, he was an ex-Bellator champion and he was supposed to just basically walk himself to a title fight if he was as good as, you know, everyone said he was. Uh, Tiago Alves versus Patrick Cote, the fight that everyone wanted in 2005. You know, the title contender. I want wins it now. Gets a shot at Anderson Silva. It's my fight, and I want it now. And they'll both lose to him. I want it now. Do you care about Tiago Alves versus Patrick Cote? It's good. Uh, subsidiary fight. It's a good card to have, like to open up the pay per view. Yeah, I, uh, sure. It's not Brooks Oliveira opens up the pay per view. I'm saying it, it would. I mean, my opinion of it is that it would be a good one to open up the fight if it's on a main. If it's on a pay per view, I'm not going to be upset by it. They're, um, they're selling this pay per view with Cormier Johnson, Weidman Musasi. That's. I mean, I guess Brooks Oliveira. That should be the the third fight, but it's the first one. But really, they, they are selling this with Cormier Johnson, Weidman, Musasi. And that's what they should do. Right? That's that's a good it's a good lineup. For a pay-per-view? Yeah. I mean, compared to what we've been getting, yeah. I guess. I mean, I feel, it's, I feel that that is... I feel that's shallow for a pay-per-view. It is, but... I mean, it's it's no more shallow than what we've been getting. Anderson Silva, Lorenzo Larkin. Um, Austin, there's the dog. Um, there's the dog. Austin uh, was talking about it today. That's, we kind of talked about this, I think, a couple weeks ago, just about. But let's hold losing. on. So before you go into that, next fight: UFC Fox twenty four. Well, DJ versus Heiss, Watterson versus Namajunas, Sousa versus Whitaker, Stevens versus Carnetto, but he wasn't supposed to fight him. Roy Nelson, Tim Elliott. I mean. That seems like more of a pay-per-view than this pay-per-view. But anyway, keep going. Talking to Austin. Um, today, and we kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago, I think they're just losing like the casual fan because he's like, oh, I, mean, I didn't even know that McGregor – or no, he said I didn't even, he didn't know about McGregor and Mayweather. He said, I didn't even know that Bisbing was fighting GSP. And that's just – I mean, I, I think just a string of like not stellar pay-per-views like for the casual fan, I, I think they're just losing them. I agree. I mean, we had the conversation just last week about how... Is that what it was? Yep. Most people said that they were going to... No, two weeks ago. Yeah, I thought it was two weeks ago. Yep. That was two weeks ago, t- people talking about how they were going to... Uh, they stopped watching long ago because, you know, unless a McGregor or Rousey fought, they weren't going to tune in. Cormier versus Johnson, too, will get pretty good numbers, I think. But it's it's definitely interesting, man. And WME is somehow going to have to fix that without legend fights. You know what I mean? Like... No one cares about Gaslam Silva. But, I mean, they're, they're going to have to do something. So let's get well, into it, man. It's, it's a problem because the the Brazilians that would want to watch it, we asked Danny if he wanted to be on, and he said he'd like to. But talking to him about it, like, Brazilians love their, their guys, right? He gets super stoked on Shogun. Um, and he got really upset with Vitor calling out CM Punk. But oh, they, like their, they like their guys. Um, 
but they don't like them getting beat up. And Silva versus Gastelum is a tra- I, trap fight. Normally, is like see things you can kind of see it coming as like a good upset. I think Gastelum opens the favorite on that mm-hmm. one. No, most likely, especially how how Silva has been in the last little bit. But it's a bad fight. Gaslam is not an aggressor. I mean, he was against Belfort, but he countered him. But like Gaslam usually isn't the one to press forward. The Hendricks fight was super boring against those two because neither of them wanted to press forward. I feel like that was a one off. He's usually pretty exciting. Uh no, because think about the fight with Uriah Hall, which is his first one in the UFC. That one was god awful. Uh, yeah, before he got like an actual training camp, but I mean, pretty much everyone out like that he's actually gone through. It's been pretty good fights. I gotta go back um, and watch him because I I am under the impression him and Ben Rothwell are about the same person to me when I watch them fight. I just want them to lose so bad. Um, I mean, he's not fighting like he's fighting guys at the end of their career or that aren't super motivated, but um. He's been some really good guys. Belfort, Kennedy, Hendricks, Neil Magny, Nate Marquardt. He lost to Magny or he beat Magny? He lost to Magny, yeah. split decision. Tyrone Woodley, split decision. Jake Ellenberger, rear naked. I think we go over his every every week, too, I feel yeah. like. But um, Nico Mus... I don't even know who that guy is. Musoke, decision. Rick Story, he beat by split. Yeah. So, I mean... He's a boring-ass fighter, I told you. No, he's not. He could have been, but like, is he is Ryan Bader boring? He was after he got knocked exactly. out enough he, times. Yeah, he was Phil Davis he, was too. That's where they got cut. That's where the, the UFC wasn't mind watching him go. Well, Bader, I, I don't think Bader anybody called. Better. I don't think anybody called Bader boring now. Not now after he beat Latifi by knockout. Well, I mean, he's 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 known for his knockouts. Not known he, for his no, wrestling he, anymore. No, he was until Tito, and after that, he wrestled. For like three fights, so he wouldn't lose. That's how he beat Rashad Evans, is he out-wrestled him. Well, he had to with Rashad. Rashad's yeah. faster than him. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he, but, he out-wrestled a couple people. I, I, just don't know how, I just don't know how you can call Gastelum boring at this point. Like, he has boring. had boring. So, is Anderson Silva boring, boring because he went up against um, Damian Maya and they had a boring fight? That was one fight. Yeah. One versus the majority is very different. Uh, he still, I mean... He opens up and has boring rounds. I mean, there's a lot of like learning that goes into it. He got Anderson, into an actual camp. Anderson now is a boring fighter. I I think he doesn't. He's not the aggressor. He backs up the entire time. He's never been the aggressor. Uh for a little while in his career, he was. He always takes the first round off and then just lands something in the second. Yeah, I guess that's true. Um, no, in my opinion, Gastelum is has had boring fights because he's very. He has so many tools. He doesn't have to knock somebody out to win. He can I think win in different he ways. Is a tool. I do not mean that. He actually that. seems a really nice guy. I do not mean that at all. But no, I I'd, think I'd love to go. You know, go out to dinner with him. Seems like he loves to eat. <laughs> 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 he probably knows the best restaurants in his area. Uh, just last thing, I just think you're wrong. <laughs> you can think that, but I'm not. That's my parlay bet, and me betting on it, Oregon. Oh, how'd you win before that go? Yeah, uh, I lost. Um. All I'm saying is look at his last fights. He's not a boring fighter. He has been, but... Speaking of it, no, he looked great against Belfort. And if any of his fights in the future are like that, I'm more than excited to watch. Weidman versus Musasi. I found it very interesting to see that Weidman was actually the not the favorite in this. The Musasi was the favorite in the Weidman versus Musasi fight. What do you think about that? All these people starting to believe in Europeans because they got three champions. Musasi goes back to pride, and he actually was pretty good way back in the day. And then he started to lose, and then he's done pretty well in his last three fights. Europe's going to start losing their champions. Brazil's going to start getting them back. We're going to start getting them back. We don't have, like, what, a single Canadian champion? We're going to get our GSP. Like, there's one after another, except for Claudia. She's going to hold on to that thing. Claudia Gadelia? Excuse me, Joanna. I was like... Which Claudio are we referring to? Joanna will hold on to hers. Musasi beat Uriah Hall after getting head kicked. He beat Vitor Belfort. He beat Tiago Santos. He beat Talos Leda. So really, he hasn't beat anyone of importance. He beat Costas Philippou. He beat Dan Henderson. He lost to Leota Machida. He beat Ilara Latifi. He beat Mike Kyle. He beat OSP. But that was in strike for That was way back in the day. I think Weidman should win this fight. I think Weidman's a better wrestler, and I think he's a better striker, but if he gets caught in any kind of 
He might not, no, he's not the better striker. He's a better wrestler. This is the problem. Musashi's going to be a better striker. This is the problem. I don't know, man. It's hard to say he's not the better striker. Look at what strikers he's beaten. He beat OSP. He beat Anderson Silva twice. Who I'm talking about um, Weidman. Weidman. This is the problem. Weidman not being the, the, the favorite in this is weird. I mean, he's only lost to Yo Romero and, and Luke Rockhold. He's undefeated other than that, man. This is the problem for Weidman is that People Musasi for, is not Brazilian, but the problem for Musasi is he's European. People forget quick. I mean, two losses, the top competition, probably future well, future champions because Luke Rockhold beat him for the belt, and Yo Romero will be a future champion at 185. I can almost guarantee it. I mean, he beat Souza. He beat Weidman. He would dominate Bisbing. He, yeah, Romero by far is probably the next champion other than maybe GSP at 185. And so for Weidman not to be a favorite in this, it's a little odd to me that he's not the favorite in this fight. Just because people forget really quick. And I, I mean, it might be a, a you know, a Usasi's not a Brazilian. That's the thing. He can only beat Brazilians. <laughs> you think? Vitor, Leota, Anderson, he Anderson. Lost, yeah, he lost to Leota. Weidman did not. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. He only beats Brazilians. Loses to Rockhold, loses to Yoel. And then, like I said, it's a tough one to call up. It's a coin flip. It is a coin flip. Because Brazilians aren't, or uh, Europeans aren't good. Musasi's looked good, but... Last I mean, two years have fooled everyone. Musasi looked good against Belfort. 2017's The Reckoning. But Belfort hasn't looked good. Uriah Hall, I mean, he beat him. He knocked him out in the first round. Tiago Santos, he knocked out. But he went to decision with Talos Latis. Like, what the hell? He lost by head kick to Uriah Hall. He beat Dan Henderson by knockout. He lost to Sousa. He beat Mark Munoz. I don't know, man. Gegard has lost to the freaking top of the top. And Weidman has only lost to the, I guess, the very top of the top, right? The champion. And then the... And then the soon-to-be champion. So this is a really interesting fight, but my money's on Weidman. As long as he's there psychologically, Gegard is overconfident. Put your next paycheck on it. Hell, hell no. <laughs> no. Not going to do that. That's way too much money. That's my that's my mortgage right there, man. You could have two mortgages paid for. Not not in this fight. I'd, I'd make like $10 more. I think he's only underdog by like plus 100, which means if so I get put, your money back. I put $10 down and I'd, yeah. You get your money plus you're money my money plus yeah. ten, so mortgage plus ten dollars. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, if I'm still, I have yet to place a bet on MMA, and this is probably not going to be the card where that's actually going to happen. I'm surprised you did college basketball and not MMA. I only did college basketball because I bet such a small amount of money, and South Carolina was running through everybody after they beat the last person, the last team they beat by ten, and they were an underdog to Florida, who only won in overtime. There was no way I wasn't going to take that. And then I picked North Carolina to go, to go all of the way, so I was like, yeah, I'll put my money where my mouth is, and I put a, a, a parlay. Oregon was just like, uh, I ugh, I lost $10 betting against South Carolina. So I put 5 bucks on, on Oregon, and they won. I'm just surprised. MMA, I put more money down. College basketball was just for fun. Mortgage money? <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. Uh, there's not much else happening on that card, man. Emmett's back. The dude that stepped in late notice versus Khabib. Uh, Cummins, who lost to Cormier. He stepped in. Blackowitz, who looked really good against Gustafsson. Miles Jury's on the undercard. Usman, who does the uh, the commentary for uh, one of the other leagues, ACB or whatever it is, on, on Fight Pass. Like, I'm really not excited for this card. This is one of those cards that I might just like tune into just the main card mm-hmm. not the I don't mean just the main card I mean like the, just the, the co-main and the main which is weird to me because I run an MMA podcast and I love fights but I'm not excited by this I'm not excited by Johnson versus Hayes Nama Yunus Watterson I'm excited for Susa Whitaker I'm excited for I'm actually excited for the free card way more than I'm excited for this card 
Um, they've got me sold on just the main event. Well, yeah. I mean, that, now the fact. Do you, do you think it actually happens? Cormier versus Johnson. Yeah. Yeah, they sh- they typically show up unless Johnson doesn't make weight, which we got him in his right weight class. So I think he's all right. You don't think anyone gets injured or something weird happens? Cormier doesn't really get injured. Cormier got injured for the last one. That's, that's why we're, we had to wait this long. Uh, how often does he get injured, though? Really? I mean, about that's an honest every, question. About that's once me. every three fights. That's not. Is it? Yeah. Cormier? I thought he was like the one at AKA that doesn't. Yeah, he seems like he injured. was the one that did the injuring. He's been injured. Two or three times in his career. All right. I'm wrong then. Um, I think it'll happen. I don't see it. But also, if it, if it didn't, I, I wouldn't be, like, super surprised by any means. But I would like to see it, but I know he he missed the fight with Anthony, Anthony Johnson, and I think he missed the first fight, or maybe Anthony Johnson missed the first fight. But I think in his career since he's joined the UFC, he's missed three fights. I believe. But I could I, I could be incorrect. And if someone's listening to this, they can correct me. Please let me know. But I think since he joined the UFC, he's missed three fights. But with that being said, is there anything else that you would like to cover on this wonderful episode of One Speed MMA? No. All right, man. Well, uh, that's going to bring us to an end. <laughs> Listen, get out there and tell all your friends and family about our last episodes <laughs> yeah this one wasn't bad <laughs> no it was fine i actually i like talking about this one. we i feel like and i was trying to think of things that we could talk about on the way when i was on my way down here i think we should have planned something something about like the history of mma when i got it slam it exactly <laughs> something like that um and we'll do that for future ones where there's lulls and things like that um, he means L O L Z, lols, lols. Um, no, I, I didn't dislike this podcast. We were just—I was just kidding. <laughs> it was fine. <laughs> I loved it. This is probably my favorite. This is just a slow week, man. There's not a whole lot. Yeah, of, this isn't our fault. After by last, the way. after last week, which was fault. like a crazy busy week with amazing things to talk about, I blame MMA. Yeah, I yeah, mean, when sure. when we have to talk about Rampage Jackson not wanting to have fought in the it fought MMA. That's a slow week. Mm-hmm. When we're not talking about a cocaine bender, you know, through Las Vegas, it's a little rough. Anyway, thanks, guys, for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Make sure to subscribe if you have not. Tell all your friends to come listen to our other episodes. And uh, we will see you next week. Subscribe. If we can get 100 likes. Just kidding. 100,000. 100,000. Bye, guys.